You're listening to episode 26 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. This is permanent weight loss through overcoming the urge to overeat. Once the urge is gone, you quite naturally feed yourself exactly what your body needs and your body will return to its best weight. Hi listeners, welcome back. You know, once you decide all the reasons for your overeating, it's time to design a plan for yourself for not overeating. I've talked on these episodes about the hunger scale and about the types of eating and about the types of food. I've even talked about working in exercise. But now it's time to take it to the next level if you've been doing these things. The best way to do this is to decide what you're going to eat on purpose and then eat that. If you want to lose weight, you have to find out the combination of foods and in what quantities that allow you to lose weight. If you're like me, you've dieted off and on many times throughout your life, lost weight and gained it back. You've probably tried every program out there, but you also probably have a pretty good idea of what the foods are that worked for you. Even the foods that you actually found you liked that worked for you. And I don't mean for you to be going back to diet foods, dinner in boxes, snacks that are supposed to be X number of points. You know, when I was doing Weight Watchers, I used to play that game where I would eat like just as little points as possible, breakfast and lunch and eat low point foods, lots of veggies, and save all those points up because I would end up scarfing down on popcorn and Weight Watcher snack bars. Not a good plan. <laughs> it's not a good idea. And it's not going to serve you best. What I did like best about that is that I began to plan ahead for my meals, for the next day, for the day after. When I began to create my own plan of eating um, ahead of time, and I don't mean making a, you know, a whole diet plan for yourself, but as you are finding the foods that work well for you and that you know that you will start dropping weight on, start planning ahead for the next day so that you already have written down in your journal what you intend to eat for breakfast, what you intend to eat for lunch, what you intend to eat for dinner, what snack food you're going to have so that you have it all planned out already. I used to plan mine out well ahead of time, maybe even two, three days out. I would know at least the basics of what I was going to make for dinner that night or if we were going to be going out somewhere. I had planned ahead what I wanted to order and I already knew. I would write these things down. Something incredible happened when I started doing that. I was no longer spending the energy constantly thinking about what I was going to eat next. 
You know, I would have all those thoughts about what am I going to eat for breakfast? Where am I going to eat it? What am I going to do for lunch? How am I going to get it? Am I going to have time to do lunch? Oh God, what am I going to make for dinner? I have no idea. I've got to pull something out of din- out of the refrigerator to start cooking. Maybe I should just go get some fast food. What, what am I going to snack on? Why am I feeling so tired now at the end of the day? It's all that energy going into figuring out what am I going to eat next? What am I going to snack on next? If you are planning it ahead of time and committing to it, now you've taken all of that decision-making process out of your day. And it makes the rest of your day go so much more smoothly because now you can pay attention to your job. Now you can pay attention to the things you needed to get done around the house. Your brain isn't racing ahead to figure out where you're going to have lunch. When you begin to plan the combination of foods that you know will help you lose weight and the quantities that are going to allow you to lose weight, you might be a little disappointed when you start to realize the amount of food it takes to start dropping weight, how little it really takes (laughs) before you start blowing it, especially if you haven't already dialed back your portions to fit into the hunger scale from minus two to plus two. And if you're new to my podcast, go back and look. I've done a couple of episodes on the hunger scale, how to use it, how to work that. Doing this may even put you in touch with your inner rebel child. Your inner rebel child says, other people get to eat cookies. Why can't I eat cookies whenever I want to? Or the one I love the best, my inner rebel child will say, why can't I just eat like normal people eat? Do you see the incongruity there? It's how you perceive who normal people are And then how you perceive they eat. Comparing yourself to how your thin friend eats when you meet up for lunch is not going to serve you at all. Especially in view of the fact that you have no idea if she even ate the day before. (laughs) Right? So we have this kind of warped, distorted view that Normal people get to eat whatever they want to, whenever they want to, and their body just stays normal. And that is far from the truth. Because if they were were eating what we perceive to be whatever they wanted to, whenever they wanted to, they would start putting on weight. We start putting on weight every time we allow our little inner rebel child to have whatever she wants whenever she wants. Little kids, if they come home with their Halloween candy, they'll sit down and start unwrapping every single piece. And as a mom, you say, oh, no, no, no. You kind of take control of that bag a little bit. So you can have choose three things you want to have before after dinner tonight. Right? We, we have to control them. And that's what our little inner rebel child does. Inner rebel child says, I want to eat cake and I want to eat it right now. I want to go out to dinner with my friends. I don't want to have to worry about the points, the calories, what I'm eating. I just want to enjoy dinner with my friends. But you can enjoy dinner with your friends. If you make those decisions ahead of time and then you commit to them. Almost every restaurant out there has a website. If you know you're going to a a local restaurant, Google the restaurant, go to their website and look at their menu. 
and decide ahead of time. You may find something on the menu that fits in with how you know you need to eat to lose weight. And maybe you look at that meal and you know that's way too much. I am going to eat this much of it and the rest will be boxed up to bring home. You decide that ahead of time. And now sitting down with your friends in the restaurant is so much more comfortable, so much easier. You already know what you're going to order. Maybe we've even allowed to have a little white wine with your girlfriends and include that. But you've taken the stress out of it and that waffling back and forth over the menu sitting there like I want to order this oh my god I'm going to feel so guilty but really look at she's having that and you go through all of that mind game trying to talk yourself into being able to eat what the rebel child wants you don't want your girlfriends to think that you're trying to you know eat rabbit food which you shouldn't have to if you've decided ahead of time what you're going to order and how much of it you're going to eat. And when you do that and you follow through on it, you honor and respect your own decision. You have no idea what that does for you on the inside. When you begin to honor your own choices, when you begin to see how far back you need to cut on your portions to start dropping weight. And we're not trying to lose 10 pounds a week here, people. Please don't do that to yourself because that's just not even medically advisable. Unless you see a doctor who says you're going to die next week if we don't take 10 pounds off of you. You're not trying to lose it fast. You're trying to find the way that you can comfortably eat and still see that scale go down. You may be eating smaller portions. Your rebel, your rebel child may tell you, oh, you're going to start feeling weak because you're only eating this much. I'm going to be so weak. How am I going to have the energy to go throughout the day if I only eat this much? But your body will start using the calories you've stored on your body. So cutting back on your portions is, does not mean you're starving yourself. You have plenty in reserve. Your goal is to have your body start evening out the insulin in your bloodstream and start adapting to using the calories you've stored on your body. Your body hasn't had to reach for stored calories within its system in a long time, right? When you start to cut down your portions so that you begin to slowly start dropping weight, your body begins to relearn how to use the food that you've already stored on your body. And as it begins to pull from those stores, that's how you lose weight, clearly. Reduce the overall amount of time that you're eating to help stabilize your insulin. You don't want to give your body little hits of anything that's going to release insulin all the time, all the time. If you were eating little pieces of candy all day long, your system is just awash with insulin all day long. It never has a chance to stabilize. You don't want to be constantly snacking, eating. You want to be able to go for a good long period to let your body go into repair mode and recover. That's why you shouldn't eat right before bed. 
That's why you want to set yourself a cutoff time so that you're not eating after a certain point in the evening, like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at the latest, so that your body has a chance to let all the insulin clear out as you sleep overnight. You want to give your body a good number of hours without more food going into the system. You need to let your system rest. Now, you will hear people talk about intermittent fasting, which seems to work very well. It's still a pretty new concept, but intermittent fasting works. And when you sleep at night, that really is intermittent fasting right there because your body is going eight hours, 10 hours without food. And you can stretch that out a little bit by making sure you're cutting off the food at a certain time in the evening after dinner and then you have no more food before bedtime and then you go to bed and you sleep eight hours and maybe you don't eat breakfast the minute that you get up in the morning. Maybe you do your workout, you drink water, you have a cup of coffee. It's going to be several hours before you actually have something to eat. Boom, you've just gone 12, 13 hours without eating. And that's enough to let your body drop the insulin out of your blood, have that little intermittent digestive tract rest before you start eating again. So you want your body to have a chance to deplete your insulin and you want your body to have a chance to use your body fat to snack on in between meals, overnight when we talk about insulin, and I realize that many people out there with weight issues become pre-diabetic, and it's important to know that because you need a good understanding of what does spike your insulin. Sugar and flour spike your insulin, okay? When your insulin rises and dopamine hits and it increases your desire for food, Potatoes begin to turn to sugar in your mouth before you even swallow it. They qualify as sugar. So these foods may not be helpful to you when you are trying to lose weight. If you aren't willing to give up sugar and you say, what? No, I don't want to stop eating sugar. Well, then don't, but try to manage it. We can't eat cookies all day long, clearly. Eating fat does not make you fat. That was the madness we all went through <laughs> the, the latter part of the last century. And in fact, if you eat fat and protein without a lot of carb at the meal, that has a lowering effect on your insulin. I'm not saying cut carbohydrates out. I don't want you to get crazy. There's a lot of people out there who are just evangelistic about eating paleo, semi-paleo, whatever they're going to call it. It's eating high amounts of protein, high amounts of fat, as little carb as possible. That works for two-thirds of the population. And they hate to hear that. They hate to hear that one-third of the population will not do well on that kind of regime. But that's the truth. Dr. Atkins was the father of the ketogenic diet, right? And in his books, Dr. Atkins said he found one-third of his patients, this does not work for them. 
And it's all a matter of how your body breaks down food. Some people must have carbohydrates in there because their body doesn't break down the protein fast enough. That's why you need to plan and journal and follow and figure out your body. And the only way you're going to do that is to plan your meals ahead and then keep an accurate journal. And I've talked to you about journaling. Now, I know I've talked about journaling more in view of journaling where you were on the hunger scale when you sat down to eat and where you ate to on the hunger scale. Like, did you really do minus two to plus two? What feelings you were having, what emotions you were having, especially if you were eating when you weren't planning on eating, you eat something unplanned. How were you feeling? How were you, what were you thinking? What happened right before that? Really getting into what's creating the urges for you to overeat. Equally important is to journal out your food now, because really this is what it comes down to. If you want to consistently drop weight and you want to find out what truly works for you and doesn't and you're not going to find that out by buying packaged food because you don't even know what the heck is in that stuff you're going to find that out by eating a chicken breast a half cup of rice and a serving of vegetables and then if that doesn't work for you you experiment a little you leave out the rice you eat more chicken breast and maybe a piece of cheese to see what the protein-fat combination does for you. And as you begin to juggle, you will find out what really works, keeps you satisfied. You, we don't want the diet crazies back in there again. And you'll know when they do because you'll start figuring out how little you can eat for breakfast and lunch so that you can have a fudge bar after dinner. That's the diet crazies. So the journaling is important, but more important is reading back through your food journal, like what you planned on eating and did you eat that? Did you eat something else? Why did you eat something else? How did that work for you? And how did the scale read a week later eating on what you had planned that week? Where you might want to tweak it? It sounds like a lot of work. I'm here to tell you it is far less work than going through your day with all those questions hanging in your head and your brain racing and figuring out food. What am I going to eat for breakfast? Where am I going to eat it? What are we going to do for lunch? Oh God, what am I going to cook for dinner? Do I have to stop at the store and get something? Maybe I should just get fast food. Do I have time to make that? I am so tired, <laughs> right? You're not doing all that brain energy. You are actually going to be expending less brain energy doing this. When you plan the night before, you eliminate all those questions and decisions. One of the things I've recently tried in the way of being able to plan ahead meals and also to get myself focusing back on clean ingredients, making meals myself, I tried Blue Apron. I love this service and you can try it too right now. If you go to joannethelifecoach.com slash blue apron, you get three meals for free. You click the orange button when you get to their site. But let me tell you about it. 
they deliver three dinners in a box for that week. It's not your whole week shopping, but three of them just works out perfectly for me. They are gourmet meals, beautiful ingredients, and they come with a recipe card that tells you step-by-step how to make the meal. There's even videos on their site. It's awesome. So the produce is beautiful. The meats are raised without antibiotics or hormones. You're making real food, gourmet meals. What I get um, are servings for two on each meal. It's just me. So, and the servings are generous. You're not going to eat the whole serving on those meals, probably about half of it, and then put away half for lunch the next day is what works out. Some of the meals, when I make them, I mean, you can just tell by what it is. If it's something that's going to freeze well, that you can put a couple servings up in the freezer to pull out at a different time. They've been delicious, beautiful. It comes, it's like a subscription that you get your box every week, like Christmas, with all the ingredients, with the perfect amount for each meal, so nothing is wasted. You get all these cute little containers and bottles and things in there. Then um, any week that you do not want the meal to come, you can cancel it ahead of time for that week. You can cancel week after week until you hit a week that, yeah, okay, I've I need Blue Apron box this next week to carry me through. This helps me with a lot of my planning ahead of time. It even helps me with a big portion of my shopping ahead of time. And I think it's a fantastic deal. Um, and especially if you take advantage of this offer right now, if you go to joannthelifecoach.com slash Blue Apron, they're giving you three free servings off your first order. When you get to their site, you'll see it'll have the blue banner with an orange redeem offer button click that and you will get your first three meals if they're servings for two i think it was 29.95 for me really good deal there's a lot of these automatic services out there i looked at blue apron looked the best so that's who i went with now the last couple of podcasts i've talked about desire And it's important to remember we have competing desires when it comes to losing weight. It's going to happen. We want to lose weight and we also want it on some level. We want to keep overeating. That's why our little rebel inner child says, why can't I just eat what normal people eat? We want to keep overeating because we're used to overeating. So it's habit. Our hormones might be causing us to overeat. Your hormones, your insulin may be just getting spiked all the time. And that's why you're overeating all the time. Your neurotransmitters are used to that. And they're going to want to keep overeating all the time. Overeating and being overweight may be serving a greater purpose for you that you're not seeing. It really may be serving a purpose Just be aware of that. Be aware that as you start to work on this and you begin to drop weight and you stop overeating, all those reasons may come right up to the surface. Some real uncomfortable stuff can come up in your mind. And that's when you have to begin to manage your own thoughts because you will start to become acutely aware of in what area overeating has been serving you because now that area is not being served 
and you're going to find another way to take care of it. You want to make the commitment to dropping weight. You have to know that you're willing to give up on the struggle of being constantly overweight and embrace the work it's going to take to overcome that. We have to give up whatever we've got invested in overeating to let that go and make the commitment to losing weight. You're going to be giving up overeating. You're also going to be giving up the pain of being overweight. And you're going to have to find the identity, a new identity for yourself. Your identity has been someone who is always wanting to lose weight. That's your identity. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I'm working on this. I need to do this. I'm trying this diet. It's been your identity for years and you're letting that go now. So you're no longer going to be someone who has always struggled to lose weight. You're not going to be someone who is always wanting to lose weight. You're going to be someone who is losing weight. Do you see the difference between wanting to do it and doing it? You're going to be the person doing it. And it's hard. It's hard because you're admitting to yourself that you were wrong for all those years that you were wanting to lose weight. So you're going to have to be really committed to overcome those patterns. Decide what is your desired result and what is it going to emotionally cost you to get there? What do you need to be able to believe about yourself to get there? And how does it feel to believe that? And most importantly, what will you have to stop believing about yourself to do that? Those are big questions. Those are big questions. And I don't want you to just listen to me on this podcast asking them. I want you to make a note of these questions. What is it going to cost me emotionally to let go of all this wanting to, to, to lose weight and then just committing to do it? And what do I have to believe about myself to do that? Lastly, visualization does play a valid role in weight loss. The body doesn't know the difference. I don't want to say the body. The mind really doesn't know the difference between something you visualize and something that is really happening in the world. This is one of the reasons why mental rehearsal and visualization is so powerful. We've, if you're like me, you've been watching the Olympics. And when you see the divers stand on the side beside the pool and in their head, they have their eyes closed and they're going through something. They are seeing themselves make a perfect dive. They're playing that perfect dive in their brain. And they can perfect that dive just as well, playing it over and over in their brain, imagining themselves completing that dive than if they got up on that board and dived a hundred times over. Because the brain cannot differentiate between what you're visualizing and what's really happening in the world. You want to focus your mind on the result you want to create versus what you currently have. And don't tell me you have. 
because you're not there yet. For me, it was a real revelation when I realized, no, I invest all of my time thinking about being fat. I think, oh, I'm not going to fit into that. I look in the mirror. I judge my body. I play the fat visualizations in my brain constantly instead of the visualization of already being the result that I'm trying to create. Every result you have in your life is because of how you thought, felt, and acted that result into being. This is true for your weight. I have spoken before about the thought model and that your thoughts are what create your feelings and the way you feel is how you act. You act because you want to feel a certain way or you'll act a certain way because of how you don't want to feel. If something is going to make us feel badly or uncomfortable, we'll avoid it. And we will act in a way that will help us avoid that feeling. And our actions are what are creating the results in our life, in the world. So literally every result in your life is because of what you have thought, how those thoughts have made you feel, and you've acted on those feelings, bringing a result into reality. And there is so much programming in our society around overeating. We are literally taught to overeat. And we have to justify when we don't overeat. Don't believe me? Go out and have pizza and beer with friends and eat one small slice and see what they say to you. Oh, come on. Is that all you're having? No, try this one over here. This is great. Come on, have a second slice of pizza. You have to justify it. Go to a friend's house for a party. And if they're Passing around cake, say, oh, no, thank you. Oh, come on, have a piece. What are you worried about? Right? We have to justify when we don't overeat. You would think we should be explaining when we do overeat. I'm sorry, I came to your house and I just ate to plus four or plus six. <laughs> would never happen. Never happen. We never have to explain if we overeat, it's a compliment to the hostess. Oh, I can't believe I ate so much of that. God, it was so good, Betty. We're taught to overeat. You have to break away from that. So this is some heady stuff I've laid on you today, especially when you get down to asking yourself, what's the result that you really want and what is it going to cost you? What are you giving up to get that result? Because how is your current situation serving you? These are hard questions. These are hard things to face up to. And as you start to lose weight, it's going to surface. It's going to surface. If you want help with that, there's a couple things you can do. One is you can schedule a mini session with me at talktojoanne.com. It's free. It's free to have that first session with me. Let me coach you on something and see what packages maybe work for you if you're a good fit for weight loss coaching. If you are, if this is a good fit for you, I'll let you know what packages and we'll set you up. You want to take it to the next level. You're not interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching. Then you can sign up for the Weight Loss Mastermind. 
you pay the registration fee. I have the four main master videos set up in there with downloadable worksheets for you to work through in that first month, those four main lessons. I will be adding lessons as we go along. Twice a month, we will have conference calls to answer any of your questions, and I will be coaching right on those conference calls. We have our Facebook group. We have a forum set up on the website with the courses where you can all interact and support each other. I will teach you how to redirect your programming skills we will get you back to the body you were meant to be wearing. It's all happening now. So you can go to joannephilomena.com. That will take you to the registration page. Pay that course registration fee for the four master training videos for the first month. Then if you want to continue the ongoing monthly membership, there is a monthly membership fee that will just be automatically billed out to you unless you want to discontinue membership. Of course, you can cancel it at any time. But the, the low membership fee keeps you in the mastermind for the additional video lessons and worksheets and the conference calls and the secret private Facebook group and online forum for support. I would highly re recommend that you stick around for six months to a year in there as I continue to teach tools and coach twice monthly. And we can all get you to where you need to be. It's fully launched underway right now. So get in the door. Meantime, make your decision. Make your commitment. I want to hear from you. If you want, email me and say, Joanne, I am right now committing. I'm sitting down. I am working out, planning ahead what I'm going to eat. That way, you've put it out there in the world. You send it to Joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. So do that. Do that. And I will be talking to you next week. <laughs>